Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing More than a feeling To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save your life To be powered by love Well, quick show of hands, who here was here yesterday for Jeremy's ordination? Oh, a number of you. So nuts, I can't do that sermon again, huh? <laughs> oh, I guess I have to say something else. Uh, no, it's okay. I had been thinking differently for this morning anyway because we're in this series from here to there, thinking about how God is always helping us move from here to there. And our theme for today is hurting to hope, thinking about how God is always working to bring us from hurting to hope. So I want to start, though, by sharing about one of the best concert experiences I ever had, because it was a number of years ago that I ended up by chance at this concert, and it was a concert I probably otherwise normally wouldn't have gone to, but it was one of those Norsk Hustfest concerts in Minot, North Dakota. A couple weeks ago, I talked about how uh, as pastor in Minot, North Dakota, I would sometimes get asked to do these opening prayers like on the main stage for the concerts at Norsk Hustfest. Kind of a weird job to do, but I did. And so there was a Thursday afternoon in 2011 that I did an opening prayer for the Judds. And so... Uh, there I was, did the opening prayer, and it was a Thursday afternoon. I had nothing else really better to do, so I just stuck around, and I went, and I took a seat kind of in the back of the concert hall and, and sat and listened, and I can't tell you, 20 minutes later, no joke, I had like tears in my eyes, like the Judds took me to church, like it was like, it was like the best concert I'd ever been to, they were so good, and so like pretty soon I'm like, holy cow, what is going on, like I'm just moved, because the, the Judds, Winona and Naomi, they're just rocking my world, and I'm sitting there all by myself, guy in my early 30s, just tears kind of going down my face, like just moved by these ladies just singing their hearts out. I'm like, what is going on? Later that day, I went home and I said, Annie, I don't know what happened today, but I went to this Judd's concert. Woo, I'll tell you. And so I thought about it a lot afterwards and thought, what was it about that concert uh, what was it about that scene? Because it was a scene. I was making a bit of a scene uh, all by myself in the back of that concert hall. But I think about it, and there was a few things that really stand out about that day. One, these two were some of the best performers I've ever seen. Old school, classic country. They controlled the stage. They controlled this whole auditorium. They were just such good performers. I mean, it really was just a master's class in performance. They were so good. But more than that, too, they also just really opened up and talked about their own struggles. 
And what I'll say is this is a time in my life in 2011 where our house had been flooded. Me and Annie, my wife, we were technically homeless at the time, living in a FEMA trailer, and so we had some stuff going on. So I go to this concert where Winona and Naomi, they're singing, but they're also talking about their own struggles in life. Naomi talked about her struggles with depression, and, uh, and she had taken all this medication for the depression that led to these other physical challenges. It was, it was a tough thing. So this was her first time performing in years at that time. And then Winona also talked about her struggles with making some bad choices with men, uh, her struggles with weight. I mean, they were just an open book. They were so open and vulnerable talking about their struggles at a time where I was having some struggles. And so all of a sudden then in that concert, I still remember the moment it kind of turned for me. It was when they got to a song, River of Time. You know the song? Anyway, I mean, I don't know if we have some Judds fans in the house. I wasn't really until that day, but am forever now. I'm going to share the words for this song, River of Time, because you just think of like what they were talking about, these challenges they were going through. What I was experiencing was a flood from a river, and so they got to this, and it just hit me as we think about how God is working to move us from hurting to hope. Uh, just listen to some of these lyrics. I'll, I'll read them. I won't sing them. I'll spare you all that. But here's what these lyrics say. It says, I'm holding back a flood of tears, thinking about those happy years. Like all the good times that are no more, my love is gone, gone, gone forevermore. Silence so deep, only my soul can hear. It says, now the past is what I fear. The future isn't what it used to be. Only today is all that's promised me. Flow on, river of time. Wash away the pain and heal my mind. Flow on, river of time. I'm like, come on, ladies, they got me. You know, and, and then there's the, this is kind of the chorus that repeats. Carry me away, leave it all far behind. Flow on, river of time. When we're hurting, it feels like there isn't a future. And it's just so clearly communicated. I'll share just the last verse here, too. It says, we're all driven by the winds of change. Seems like nothing ever stays the same. It's fate that guides me around the bend. Life's forever beginning, beginning again. Flow on, river of time. Wash away the pain and heal my mind. Flow on, river of time. Carry me away and leave it all far behind. Flow on, river of time. It broke my heart earlier this week when I read that Naomi Judd had died. Uh, she died by suicide. After years of depression, that's how her story here ended. After years of bringing so many people hope by talking so openly and honestly and vulnerably about that, that's what we found in the news today. And so I think of first just an immediate reaction is just to think about, you know, this journey from hurting to hope if you are hurting that bad, please, please, please reach out to someone. She certainly undoubtedly did numerous times throughout her life, but this one time didn't, and that's all it took. And so we need to be ready to reach out to other people when we are hurting, because there are people that care about us, and we all have difficult times. 
like I said, uh, it was actually, she helped write this song. And then in 2016, uh, Naomi Judd had written a book called River of Time. And so through that book where she talks about her struggles with mental health and through all these years of performing, like the concert I experienced back in 2011, she had helped so many people move from hurting to hope by naming her own hurts in such a powerful way. And so I, I think there's really a power when we acknowledge our hurts and are honest with ourselves about them and openly and honestly share them with others as well. Uh, it brings me to this verse from Romans chapter 5, actually three little verses here together where the Apostle Paul writes this. He says, we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint. When I hear boast, I think about like bragging, <laughs> but more often I think that this kind of boasting here is maybe more just like talking openly and honestly about our sufferings, not just trying to gloss it over, but being open and really honest with someone to say, you know, I'm hurting in this way in this time. I remember in those uh, years after uh, the flood, especially in the midst of it, when we were really going through, it's just a really tough time. I remember a couple of things. One is a few people saying, you know, this is building character. And I remember thinking, I don't want any more character. Uh, that's good. I'm good on character. Uh, I, I had plenty of character, but what I really did need was hope. <laughs> hope is ultimately what was life-giving and helped sustain and carry me through. And the way that I experienced hope most often was through people, uh, little kind gestures and words and just people showing up and being there. And the reality is that hope that hope ultimately did not disappoint. You know, we heard that story of Sarah and Abraham, which is such a, a, a great and kind of profound story where uh, they're told that, you know, even in their old age, they have this bright future. They're going to have all these ancestors. And Sarah just can't even believe it. She laughs. It just seems so absurd because she's just in the midst of this hurting, thinking that there's no way there can be a future. I think maybe in different ways and different levels, we've all felt some level of that. Well, there can't be a future. When we're hurting, hope seems like a far-off kind of thing until maybe someone comes alongside of us and helps us get there. When we're hurting, I think we need people around us to embody that hope of God that God wants us to feel and know. I come back to that flood experience we had uh, during the months that followed that flood so many people showed up at our house, our old flooded house, to help us clean it out and rebuild it. People showed up and helped in all kinds of ways. We created a Facebook page so that people could track the rebuilding process and so we could say, hey, come on Tuesday at 4 o'clock and help us do this job. And people did. They showed up. We had one person who never was able to come and, and help, but every time we posted something on Facebook, he liked those photos and he commented. And it seems like such a little thing, but it was really an encouragement to us. One of the days when we had people there working, we had friends from Minneapolis call and say, hey, how many people are there? We're going to send supper over. And so they ordered Pizza Hut to be delivered to our house in Minot. It was all of these little things. I think there were some big things and some small things, but really it was all these little experiences of people showing up that brought us from hurting to hope. 
That's what I give thanks for and celebrate when I remember that time, is all those ways that hope showed up in kind of small and surprising ways. And so I want to leave us with a couple of questions to kind of ponder in this time. Uh, And here's what they are is to first think, if you are in need of a dose of hope right now, if, if that's you, the question would be, who is someone that you could reach out to and be honest about your hurting? You know, because unless people really know what's going on, they're not going to be able to show up for you in the way that you might need them to. And then secondly, is there someone that you could bring hope to at this time? This is our calling, to be the embodiment of the hope of God for a hurting world. We're all a part of this hurting world, but we're also a part of this hopeful world. And the good news is that that hope of God does not disappoint. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.